You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Can you believe that it's the end of the week already, but it's the, well, and of course, if you're listening to us on Monday, it's the beginning of the week, but last week just flew by, didn't it? Yeah, this, um, I, I cannot... I, I'm, I'm still stuck like we're in the mid, middle of the year, maybe, you know, just getting into summer and it's already November. Uh, it, like we're we're already through the first week almost of November. Yeah. Time's and the flying. apocalypse, the apocalypse is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Time flies when you're yeah. having fun. Yeah. So that's the old yeah, adage. It does. Time flies when you're having fun. How you doing today? Uh, healthy and alive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you alive and, and well after that? Uh, that. Uh, shellacking you just got from the uh, the the service man that came around. Yeah, uh, the we we uh, had some maintenance done on the um, heating and air. Turns out the uh, the unit outside needed a new capacitor. Um, the service call itself cost more than the part mm-hmm. and did. Yeah, usually uh, how it goes. I had to get a uh, yeah. I had to get a sensor replaced. It was a I had to get a solenoid changed on uh, a car that I had back in the states once. It was literally a fourteen dollar part. And do you know what it was going to cost to replace that fourteen dollar part because of where it was? It was going to cost over two thousand dollars to replace that fourteen dollar yeah. part because of where it was. They had to pull the transmission on the car to replace it because you couldn't get to where it needed to get to to get it replaced. Until you did that. You know, I'm telling you, they build those cars like that on purpose. They really do. Uh, yeah, I, I I, really wonder. Either engineers don't know, like, they don't have any practical experience with those to, to, you know, understand that those parts need to be replaced sometimes. Or exactly as you said, it was fully intentional and it's a way to get more money out of you. Yeah. So guess what I did? I drove around with a faulty solenoid for the next year and a half because I'm not paying $2,000. <laughs> yeah for something that costs 15 bucks. I, I'm just not doing it. Sorry. I'll deal with whatever I need to deal with. Uh, that's that's just how it is. Anyway, long time ago. Uh, now, God help me, it costs even more because here you can't work on your car oh. at all. You have to take it to a dealership. You know, it, it's just it, it's just yeah. terrible. It's terrible. And especially with the current climate of things, oh. uh, as you said, God help you if it's a sensor or a computer chip or something like that. Oh, you're, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. You might as well just buy a new car. I mean, yeah. If you can get one, I, I'm serious, if you can get one. Right now, there's a six-month wait on cars here, on a new car. I'm serious. Yeah, and then on top of that, you have uh, uh, the red paint. I hope you don't want a red one because uh, red paint's in shortage right now as well. No, see, I'm I'm like Henry Ford. I'll take any color that's available as long as it's black. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I I I have to agree. I, I prefer the black variety, but you see the red the red ones go faster. So that that's why you want the red ones. Right. They, they go yeah. faster. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Are you prepared? To meet a set of prerequisites in order for a mask mandate to be lifted. Around here, we they, they come in multiple calibers. That's true. That That is true. However, in the county of Los Angeles, they don't because I don't even think... what Can you even own a vegetable peeler out there? I'm not sure you can without a permit. Uh, it's getting close. You won't be able to. Yeah, yeah. Los Angeles County announced on November 3rd that the mask mandate can be lifted if certain requirements are met for large outdoor mega events and indoor settings with less than a thousand people, (laughs) which means they're not going to lift the mask mandate, quite frankly, after you hear this. According to Dr. Barbara uh, Furrer, whatever, whatever, it's the one that looks like a reanimated corpse. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Pretty much. It's the one that looks like a Mm -hmm. reanimated corpse. You know, the one with like the white hair Mm -hmm. and like her Mm -hmm. eyes are sunk back in her head. That one. Yeah. Yeah. And and she looks like she weighs about, oh, I don't know, 35 pounds soaking wet. That one. Yeah. Just a skeleton with hair. The director of the county's Department of Public Health. Four conditions have to be met for the mask mandate to be lifted. They are the following. Number one, 
80% of the residents age 12 or older are fully vaccinated, which first and foremost, you know that's bull. You know that's bull. Because even if you hit 100%, which will never happen, even if you hit 100%, they still won't lift it. Doesn't matter. They still won't lift it. On top of that, why don't you tell us the number of people that are in your hospitals currently right now with COVID-19 that are fully vaccinated? Give us those numbers. Number two, there are no emerging reports of significantly circulating variants of concern. Well, they can just tell you whatever they want because that's all they've done up to this point. There's like 20 variants of concern right now that are circulating. And there's supposed to be another Delta variant that's coming out of the UK again, uh, a new one. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that one. Uh -huh. that, that's out of your control in, right. in, in that location. Well, the first one's out of your control because the people that are going to the hospitals all across the Western world, guess what? They're double jabbed or they're going into the hospitals for something else. A lot of cardiac care problems. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about one of those incidents here in just a second. Three consecutive weeks of moderate transmissions are recorded. Define moderate transmissions. Um, I mean, let me see if I can do a Dr. Fauci here. Anytime where you have a certain viral dynamic in the community, you got to take all the necessary precautions to limit that uh, and mitigate that spread in the community. Uh, so and the best way to do that, of course, is to uh, get fully vaccinated. That's the that's the best way to do it. How did I do with it? Yeah, there was one thing that was missing. You, you forgot to mention that the, the virus likes to linger in the nasal pharynx. Whatever the nasal the pharynx, says. yeah. Yeah, the yeah, nasal pharynx. I forgot yeah. about the nasal pharynx. Yeah. yeah. And then you were supposed to give me the fake affirmation of, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and finally, number four, daily hospitalization stays low and stable, namely below 600 for three consecutive weeks, as defined by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, okay, so they're going to lift the mask mandate if all that criteria are met. However, you will never meet any of that criteria. So, you know, they're, they're making progress, I guess, right? Well, the other problem with that 600 is, as we just said, um, you're seeing hospitalizations go up, but not because of COVID. Um, well, actually, it depends on how strictly you're saying because of COVID. If you're saying because of COVID and roundabout way, like, you know, missing hospital appointments uh, or, or doctor's appointments for like cancer screenings and you happen to have cancer now, you could technically say that was caused by COVID because because of COVID, you weren't able to get the screenings um, uh, or for that matter, you know, you got vaccinated because of COVID. You're ha having side effects now from the vaccine. Well, clearly that's COVID and not the vaccine. So it just depends on your perspective in all of this. A lot of different perspectives here from a lot of the residents in the area. One person said, I feel safe based on the latest data. Uh, OK, whatever. Uh, I think if you get two doses of the vaccine and you get COVID, the vaccine is 90 percent effective to keep you from hospitalization. I believe in science and I believe in data. OK, I, I take your 90 percent and I raise it natural immunity uh, and you're 99.9 percent mm -hmm. protected against yeah. it. In fact, the number is higher if you've been previously infected. Um, but overall, depending on your age range, but overall, it's a 2% mm. chance that you're going to the hospital if you get COVID. 2%. And then, of course, you have another woke-minded person here who's a mother of two. She says that she's concerned about how lifting the mask mandate can affect children who she considers to have weaker immune systems. She says, I think it's fine to not wear the mask outdoors, but we should still wear them indoors just to protect the kids. Lady, they don't work. They, like, they, they don't work. They don't work at all. The, the kids have weaker immune systems. You do understand that the whole... Okay, so anybody that's that's been around kids or have kids of their own especially the younger crawling around age, anything they can get their hands on straight to the mouth. They're, they're putting it right in their mouth. Do you know what that does that boosts their immune system? They get exposed to all kinds of bacteria and germs and they gain immunity to a lot of that. Saying their immune system is weak. No, they're the least at risk to COVID and they're the most at risk for a vaccine. So uh, or, or the, the quote unquote vaccines. They're not, by the way. Um, yeah, uh, God, I, I'm how, how different the, the line of thinking is between, uh, the, the, the coastal areas and then middle America is just, I am astonished at how yeah. vastly different we think in the same country. This is the, this, this is the same country. And yet we're so split on how to understand the data. 
On top of that, uh, the woman also went on to say this. She says, I feel safe when I shop in a supermarket. I'm sorry, your safety is not guaranteed if you consider yourself to live in a free society. I'm I'm just saying that comes with personal responsibility. Uh, She says, it is fine to lift the mask mandate once these requirements are met, but yet you'll never reach them. But it's risky for the kids to not wear masks. If it is not for the mandate, the kids will not be self-disciplinary enough to wear a face mask. Uh, No kidding, lady. There's not been any evidence or report or peer-reviewed study or anything that's, that's come out that said that kids have even been a problem through all this. This is the kind of woman that will put her kids in the front of the line for the 5 to 11-year-olds to get yep. shot up with this vaccine. That, that's exactly what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever told this lady, but if you want the most effective mask, all right, this is the most effective you can get a mask. You need uh, that double-sided tape. You need to put it all the way around your face where an N95 sits, and you're going to have to seat that properly to where it's completely sealed. No air is getting through there other than through the filter. That is the best you can get. And with that, you still only stop 0.3 microns. Anything smaller than that, and it goes through it. The virus is like a tenth of that, a thirtieth of that. Useless. It's going absolutely. right through. It's absolutely useless. Is is all it is. It's just it's it's become a uh, it's become an indoctrination tool for God's sake. All right, uh, a 24 year old hockey player dies after suffering a cardiac arrest during the game. The NHL has a vaccine mandate. So, gee, I wonder what it could have been. Professional sports players in general are some of the healthiest people in the world, and all of a sudden you've got a hockey player who's quite frankly, I mean, they, they never stop. They're always moving. They're just like a, a soccer player. They're always on the move. And he just all of a sudden drops over, drops over as a uh, drops over dead of a cardiac arrest during the game. Yeah. So there, there's a possibility not knowing who it is and not knowing their medical past uh, or if they have a problem of like drug use or those kind of things. There, there is a there is a chance that maybe they were like um, on some kind of like um, uh, speed or something, something of that form. Or they had some kind of health condition before this already that they had a heart condition or something like that. That said, as you, as you mentioned, there, there's a, a vaccine mandate and um, they've all been uh, mandatory vaccines. And this is one of the side effects of a vaccine is some kind of um, cardiovascular uh, uh, problem, uh, such as myocarditis, heart failure, hell, even blood clotting and uh, uh, stroke, those those types of things. We're also seeing other things like paralysis and so forth, uh, cancer. Um, but I would have to look at the data and see, uh, basically. To be fair. Uh, to, to know for sure. Yeah, to be fair, it does say here, it's not known if, uh, uh, say, it's, uh, oh, man, it's a Slovakian name. I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to try that one. It says it's not known if he had taken the vaccine or if his collapse was linked to any complications related to that or anything else. But there have been a lot of cases in recent months of people like high profile sports figures that have had problems. And there's been a lot of deaths mm-hmm. of athletes because of, well, and ones that have been known to take this thing. Barcelona footballer uh, had to be withdrawn early from recent game after collapsing and, com- or excuse me, after complaining of dizziness and chest pain. Uh, and he'd had it. It was also, it, it was reported later on that uh, he'd suffered a heart arrhythmia and would be out for three months to undergo a full cardiac evaluation. Uh, 28-year-old Icelandic midfielder Emil Palsen, another soccer player, was also airlifted to the hospital after he collapsed on the field after just 12 minutes of a game. A statement from the club said he was successfully resuscitated after suffering cardiac arrest. Again, do, do, you, do you find any of this coincidental? I mean, I'm just saying. Denmark football player Christian Eriksen also collapsed and suffered cardiac arrest while playing for Denmark at the Euro 2020. 28-year-old bodybuilder Jake uh, Kazmerk also died unexpectedly four days after taking the jab. So, I mean, it's not uncommon. I'm just saying. I mean, what, we're normalizing it now? We're in the normalization period. Well, when you when you vaccinate this many people, there's there's going to be, you know, some uh, adverse effects. So uh, continue to go out there and um, get vaccinated. Uh, why, why don't you uh, roll the dice, play a little bit of game of uh, Russian roulette? Um, yeah. That's basically what I'm I'm getting from the left uh, when they say get vaccinated. Uh, why don't you just go? It I, I don't know. I, I think it would be I think your chances would be just as, uh, uh, I don't know, safe, secure as Russian roulette. 
of course, you know, it doesn't it doesn't stop you from giving the disease and it doesn't stop you from catching the disease. So now is the time to get your booster. As we've said, it it does a great job against the alpha variant, does a great job against the beta variant. Uh, it works against a few of the delta variants. Everything else, it doesn't work. Um, the virus has evolved the S1 spike proteins uh, to where they don't uh, the vaccines don't uh, um, work against them anymore. Your, your body doesn't recognize it. Uh, so either it doesn't recognize it or it's it's um, bonding. That's another concern is uh, the virus is bonding with a vaccine and your body doesn't uh, recognize it as an intruder. It's um, yeah, leaky vaccine. Uh, that that's that's worst case scenario is it's bonding. And if if that's the case, then it it it's it's going to the virus is just going to spread. It that's a super that's a super bug. Um, that that'd be worst case scenario. Uh, the Biden administration is considering a vaccine mandate for businesses with fewer than a hundred employees. Uh, I still haven't seen a mandate for the businesses that are over a hundred employees. I still haven't seen that. It was just him saying it, standing at a podium in front of a news camera. That's all it was. It has officially been like the, oh, the papers now. have officially been signed. It, oh, it is officially okay. a, a, a an executive order. I think is how it's done. Uh, I think that it's either an executive order or they're they're using OSHA. I don't remember exactly how they're doing it, but it's officially done now. And you have Daily Wire and a few others that are filing lawsuits against the Biden administration uh, to to combat this. So now see, here's the problem. We're filing lawsuits, which is fine, but it, which they knew that that's where this was going to go. That that was their play. This is going to be tied up in the legal system. This this kind of stuff. If you're talking about a lawsuit of this magnitude, th- this would be the largest lawsuit, quite frankly, in U.S. history. That would be my guess, because it has the pen- it has potential because they're going to have yeah. states. They're going to have multiple companies, corporations, Businesses, everything. Yeah. Everything. Do you have any idea how long that's going to take? It's going to take years. We don't have years. Yeah. Hell, we don't have uh, months. Well, agreed. But the, at the same time, they could at least get an injunction done uh, immediately, which would yes. basically require them to stop. Uh, and then uh, they can go through the legal processes. But basically, every company that I know that's going to be a part of this lawsuit, um, they're not going to abide by the, the order anyway. So... Nor should they. Yeah. Nor should they. But so, the, this is the concern I have. Let's say there is an injunction. Okay, they have a list of all the corporations or businesses, everybody that's involved that's supporting this. It wouldn't be difficult to send that list over to the IRS and they do an audit on those and and freeze assets as they do an audit. I mean, it wouldn't be difficult to do something like that. They've done it before. The Obama administration did it to the Tea Party. They've uh, held back. 501c3 status from many groups because they were at odds with the government, uh, the the current ruling party. So it would not surprise me if they use their centralized power to go after that. Uh, apparently, yeah, you're right. They're doing this through uh, through OSHA. They say that uh, they're seeking comment about whether businesses with fewer than 100 employees should subject the COVID-19 vaccine and testing mandate it is implementing on big businesses. Why is it being implemented at all? Have you asked yourself that question? Why is it being implemented at all? The requirement will force businesses with more than 100 employees to mandate vaccine or else uh, vaccines or else their employees will need to wear masks and be tested for COVID-19 weekly, which will go into effect on January 4th. Uh, you know what? At your own cost. I, your own I'm, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I wouldn't be subjecting my employees to any of that. I, I would not. I would not. I would flat out refuse and, and just continue on with my business. I don't have time for that. We we the people don't have time for this. They're, they're doing whatever it is they're doing, and they're showing no signs of stopping. It doesn't matter what you do. This is what we said in the beginning. It does not matter what you do. You can comply 150% from where they are now, and they're not going to stop. Do you understand? They're not going to stop. The Europeans have been at this for three months in the streets. They're showing no signs of stopping. They're committed. They are not moving. They're moving ahead regardless. They don't give a damn what you or I or anybody else do, which is precisely why you should say no. Sooner or later, this is going to come to a head. We're just waiting for a spark to kick off this powder keg. It's coming. Now, I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how long that's going to take, but I can tell you for absolute certainty that it is coming. I'm, I'm curious how how this is all going to go down. I, I Honestly, as you said, the, the powder keg... They're at least taking it, the, the first sparks of this, if you will, they're at least doing it legally. 
and they're going after the legal side of things. And I, I, I know we don't have time for it, but at the same time, I mean, what's the other option other than just not doing it? But the, the, the problem is, though, even if you just don't do it, you don't follow their regulations. It doesn't go away. They're going to start heaping fines yeah. on you. They're going to. Yeah, and it doesn't go away. Exactly that. And the, the, the problem is uh, they hold a gun to your head. If they start heaping fines on you, what are you how are you going to fight against that? Do you know what they're doing in Australia? They're doing this is what they're doing in Australia. If you are somebody that gets all these fines thrown at you, they're not going to repossess your property. They're going to seize your bank accounts. That's part of the Great Reset, by the way, if you didn't know, because you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. Yeah, they, they, they would they would have fun trying to seize back property. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the other I, I don't that wouldn't fly here in the States. That would not fly here in the States. If they, they try to come come in and, and repossess people's, which tell me, uh, again, I've asked this question before once, uh, that piece of private property you own, do you really own it? No. Or are you just renting it from the government? No, you're just renting it because you're paying property taxes. That's unconstitutional and illegal, by the way. And they, if they can come in and repossess the land, did you own it in the first place? Well, see, that's okay, because let's be honest, they broke the social contract. The elites broke the social contract. We had a deal, and they went back on that deal. They weren't supposed to violate that agreement. The agreement was, we have private property, we have our rights, you have your own little uh, whatever, we're going to elect you, you will be an elected body of, for, and by the people, and that's it. There's a clear line that was drawn. That was the social contract. They broke it. Now they're going to take everything from you. We're going to have to redraft that social contract, and we're going to have to write provisions in the social contracts and in our constitutions, respectively, for each nation, because that's what the, all this is going to have to revert back to, by the way. Globalization is not the answer. Globalization is the problem. Once we revert back to everything and we come out on the other side of this thing, we're going to have to put provisions in our constitutions and in the social contracts so these pieces of trash cannot do this again. See, they're operating now out of loopholes that we haven't covered. They can't do anything else that they've done in previous times because that would wake people up. Example, we're designed to fight as, as humans. We're instinctively designed to fight something coming at us, posing a threat to us. But see, now they're coming at you in white lab coats. You trust that. They're using an avenue that they've never pursued before. And they're using companies that they've built up over several decades in order to do it. So we're going to have to reevaluate uh, the social contracts on both sides after this is over. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, the social contract will read uh, no centralized power at all anywhere in the United States. Um, the only centralized power you'll have is your community. I like that. I, I actually, I like that. I like that. Magna Carta 2.0. I, I like that. Yeah, I like it. Uh, let's jump over to the UK and then we're going to get off this COVID stuff. This is what's happening in the UK tonight, uh, Bruce. I know that you're not going to see this on the mainstream media anywhere. There is a million man march in London tonight. Uh, they're standing out in front of Westminster. Uh, nothing in the media about this, by the way. No, nothing at all. Uh, but there's been quite a turnout thus far. It's early in the evening, but they're out there protesting COVID. They're being told that vaccine passports are probably more than likely on the way. They did rescind the NHS vaccine thing. They say that they're not going to do that now. They're going to wait until 2022 to do it, uh, which means that, yeah, uh, people people already know what's coming with that. Boris Johnson was, uh, was burned in effigy in Trafalgar Square. Uh, and as you can see here, uh, the, 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 poor, the poor bastard was set alight. Can you believe that? The environmental damage that's being done to, uh, to set a, 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 a dummy of Boris, uh, Boris Johnson on fire to uh, prove a point in Trafalgar Square, of all things. Yeah, to be fair, um, with the synthetic materials we use today, that is actually... I mean, you don't want to be in the fumes of that, to be fair. That's true. But you know what? Um, I, I have to I have to say something about this. That cannot possibly be Boris Johnson. It's nowhere near fat enough. Right. <laughs> and of course, they're now uh, they're now sending the police in uh, to deal with them. The uh, the police did show up in downtown uh, London, the Met. They did show up to um, to deal with the out of control, unruly protesters. And of course, they're in their faces with uh, with megaphones and cameras and everything else. And you see, they're being quite—they're uh, being quite peaceful at the moment. Yeah, they're—they're—they're kind of laughing and carrying on with them. Yeah, they seem to be getting along just nicely. Uh, but they did. Uh, let me see. Okay, so they're headed down to Trafalgar. 
Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm flipping through these. There's so many of these videos coming in. Uh, they've shut down traffic thus far. They're headed down to Westminster. They started in, I want to say it was Hyde Park, and then they're they're headed down to, they, they went through Trafalgar, and then they're going down to um, uh, to Westminster. You can see Westminster there across the street from where they are. Uh, that's the Thames. There's the bridge there. Uh, but they've shut traffic down. They're at a standoff with the police. And apparently the uh, yeah, they're setting off fireworks. It's the 5th of November, you know. A lot of Guy Fox masks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is that a Trump one flag? Does that, does that look like a Trump one flag to you? That is a Trump yeah, one that's flag. A, that's a Trump <laughs> one flag there. That's funny. All the way at the UK. Even they know. Even they know. Even they know. Uh, so well, you, of I mean, you guys were awake now. over there when that was going down. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were actually watching it in real time because I, I remember people were calling me from the UK and they're like, what's going on? Why is all this shut down? This shouldn't be shut down. What what's happening? And I'm like, they're they're doing their funny business now. Is what they're doing. They realized mm-hmm. what they needed and what they didn't have. So now they closed everything down. They shut all the cameras off. They put the cardboard mm-hmm. up on the windows and they went to work. And of course, yep. you saw what happened as a result of it. Uh, the police they, they they fortified the election. That's what they uh-huh. did. Yes, uh, yes, they they fortified the election. The police showed up to try mm-hmm. and deal with the angry mob. Uh, that didn't work too well because. They got run right out of the park, as you can see. They're leaving straight away. Maybe, maybe they should take a uh, uh, a page from the Extinction Rebellion type and uh, glue themselves to their vehicles. It's a good point. That is a really good point. Or better yet, why don't you just glue yourself to another officer? Then they'd have to drag you around. Yeah, I actually was more thinking on the lines you could take one of your uh, cardboard signs yeah. and glue it to uh, the windshield. Yeah, that's a fair point. These people don't have signs though. Uh, they do have a couple of balloons here and there. This is uh, this is the police being pushed back at Parliament Square. And this, by the way, all this stuff is about COVID. They're all they're all carry the ones that are carrying signs down there. Uh, it's all about COVID, saying no to COVID passports and not complying and all the rest of it. Uh, so, I mean, you know what? As as I was uh, as I was explaining yesterday, there is a large growing revolt, and they're not going to be able to stop it. If they collapse the supply lines, that's just going to make people wake up faster. Everything that they do at this point, it's a catch-22 for the elites. They're finished. They're done. They're moving ahead, and they're going to be more dangerous, but they don't care. They, they don't care. It's just like the last days of the Nazis. You've heard me describe that before. They were completely oblivious to what was happening. The, the upper, the upper uh, inner circle, if you will. You know, Hitler was fighting a bunch of armies that didn't exist and uh, and going on this front and let's move our army over here on this front. And these generals are saying, what are you talking about? We're we're surrounded on all sides. No, no, we're winning. We're winning. No, you're not. Glasgow, you're surrounded on all sides, you pieces of trash. You're surrounded on the social media side. You're surrounded in the mainstream media side. You're surrounded out in the streets and you're in there having uh, well, I, I don't even want to get into the menu. You saw the menu. I sent you a copy of the menu from COP26. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Real friendly to the environment, isn't it? it? It was very friendly to the environment. In fact, it was so friendly. Uh, I mean, it was just loaded with all those sold the what was it, the, the the black soldier whatever the hell the flies were called. Oh, the black the, soldier flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black soldier fly, and then the the plastic yeah, bread, they Bill Gates bread. It, they didn't no? have any of that no. sewage water. None of that. No, no weeds. None, none of that. No. no, 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 none of that. Huh. No, it was all no, no plant steaks. Um, no plant steaks. No, none, none of that. Uh, you did have some vegetarian um, uh, uh, items on the menu, um, but they were vegetarian with dairy. Um, they were pizza was one of them, a gourmet pizza. Yeah, there was a lot of nice food on that menu. Not helpful to the environment at all. No, based not at on all. their statistics yeah not not at all helpful to the environment uh, in fact they were eating uh, burgers and uh, and fries and pizzas and uh, all kinds of lavish desserts i mean i showed bruce the menu and it, quite frankly living in europe we see different kinds of cuisines over here i mean they have some of the best food in the world over here and it didn't really shock me to see some of that stuff but bruce is looking at it and he's like this is well beyond anything that i've yeah. seen before it's like that's you, just you don't get that around here the, no. the quality that that they show it's not it's not well you you get you get and that's some of the quality but no that not, stuff that they were like playing that there, that's that's a that's a top dollar restaurant menu that they had at cop 26 that that is a t- like you will that that is it for for the average person that is a once in a lifetime trip to a restaurant that you would make if you're from middle america not making a whole lot of money 
that's the kind of stuff that you would see at a restaurant exactly. you don't get to go to very often that kind of stuff that's something uh, you you save up for for like a honeymoon or like yeah. an anniversary or something yeah. once in a th- rare yeah. while yeah and these people are, are are flying around on their private jets and their yachts and their jet copters and uh, and taking uh, three quarter mile long caravans to shuttle their their sorry asses in there and they're eating like pigs while they're telling you you have to eat plastic bread and and drink sewage water and eat weeds and and have insect butter and and eat plant steaks from Bill Gates no thanks no thanks I, I'm not interested in that I, I'm not interested in anybody that's even there the self indulgent cynical losers decadence the, d- yeah they're just they're they're a bunch of degenerate bums that's all they are they're they're not they're not revered people they're they're political psychopaths that come from the dregs of society that's where they come from they come from the gutters how in the hell did trash from the gutter get so much power and authority because we've been negligent that's how they got it we've been asleep for far too long climate activists because yeah they're not they're not active enough in Europe at the at, at ridiculous conferences like that climate activists shout at democrat senator joe manchin in the street and block his car you saw the video of that you said uh, I, I seen pictures and stuff and, and the, the, how it was going down and they were blocking his vehicle. Um, as a political official, that is, as much as I don't like them, that is very much a security risk. Um, at, at, even though you are, look, I, I don't agree with Manchin on a lot of things. However, given the current system that we have, they are our representatives. They have a target on their back. It's, uh, it, it's, it's. It's a security risk. You're blocking his vehicle. If there was an emergency and someone tried to attack him or something like that, people would have been hurt for him to get out of there quickly. Um, you want to you want to get people on your side. You want to don't inconvenience them. Don't risk their life, their livelihoods. And in this situation, that was actually certainly a, a, a possible risk, even though I don't like the guy, don't agree with him. Yeah. Uh, we're just watching some more videos uh, coming in of London here in uh, Parliament Square. And quite frankly, I think they're in a no-win situation. The police, I mean, uh, the protesters far, far outnumber the cops that they've put out there. Uh, so uh, f- I, good luck to you, I guess. I, I don't know. Quite frankly, I'd be if I were one of these cops, I'd be saying, uh, where's the nearest Starbucks? Let's <laughs> let's get out of here. Where's the nearest Dunkin' Donuts? Let's go get uh, let's go get something to snack on. I thought that one officer as violently as he was flailing about there um i i I was legit concerned he was going to get pulled into the crowd because uh you start attacking you start attacking the crowd like he was Uh uh-huh um i i would be concerned that you would get pulled into the crowd Uh uh-huh now see there is somebody there it looks like uh and you'll see it here on the uh, the left side of the screen see there the uh the industrial laser that i have a problem with that I have a real problem with. Whoever's got that, that needs to be taken away. I, I'm serious. Yeah. That, that needs to be taken away because you yeah. can do some real damage. Now, we might disagree politically and these cops might be in the way of us doing actual um, legal justice to these people. You're, you're in the way. Uh, if you're a cop, by the way, if you didn't catch that, you're in the way. If we disagree on something, fine. You know, we can go back and forth. We can have tear gas thrown back and forth at each other. Okay, fine, whatever, because that's what's going on here. But you don't do harm. To other people, tear gas is pretty harmless. Water cannons, pretty harmless. You know, I don't like it, but well, it's pretty harmless. Tear but, gas, tear gas is harmless as long as it's within date. Once it's out true. of date, it's that's true. Cyanide. Okay, f- fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, lasers like that, you can permanently blind somebody. That's not okay. Yeah, that's that's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Even even though the law enforcement don't need to be there anyway, they shouldn't be there trying to break it up anyway because this is a protest. Um, I mean, and quite unless frankly, it was they weren't violent protest. Yeah, they yeah. weren't violent. They weren't until, burning anything down. Nope. Except for Boris Johnson's uh, little. Yeah, right. Uh, thing yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. And then things escalated once law enforcement showed up. And this was legitimately one of those that it escalated when law enforcement showed up because law enforcement were escalating it. And they were the ones that were um, aggressively going after the, the protesters. Um, that said, I'm still also against, even though I support this, don't block the traffic. I, I, I get it, but don't block traffic. Come on. Another Boris Johnson, they're going to set on fire. 
That one's actually a pretty decent one. Yeah, they actually uh, had his given photo. Given the low light conditions. Yeah, they had yeah. his photo on the on the face there. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, so Joe, May, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I said, we're, we're just watching videos that comes in here. Uh, we've got a feed going up here. We're watching it as it comes in. But uh, yeah, Joe Manchin. Okay, so we saw the video yesterday of the uh, whatever these idiots are, and they're talking about... Uh, man, there's another one coming in. Uh, there's a video of them screaming about uh, let us live, let us live, let us live. You know, I, you and I played it last night. And what's funny is they're on Joe Manchin because they're on Senator Manchin because he is voting against this one and a half trillion dollar, one point seven five trillion dollar Green New Deal, whatever reconstruction, whatever this is. And these idiots that are out there giving Manchin a hard time saying, let us live. You don't understand, you fools. If this passes, you don't live. Do, do, you, do you not get that? That, that's that's part of that generation that's lost, the demoralized generation that you can't talk to. You have a group of people that are reacting emotionally and you're sitting there trying to bring logic to the discussion and they don't hear it. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And it, 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 honestly, they're they're legitimately fighting for their extinction is what they're doing. They're fighting to be, uh, you know, taken out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, quite frankly, if you're one of these people that goes out there, if you've got your booster, if you've got your two plus your booster and you're waiting on a fourth one, you're going to fall head first into a uh, into a shallow ditch wearing a mask. Uh, I'm just just saying. Anyway. All right. uh, What are we on to next? Another thing I would add real quick to this. Uh Not only at the very least, they're fighting uh, to have their lifestyle completely uh, abolished. These people that are out there protesting and they've got their little smartphone and in, 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 uh, Manchin's face and whatnot. If these bills pass and this goes down, that smartphone you're holding will be the last you get. Uh, on top of that, you won't have any clothes. I mean, you'll own nothing. Yeah, you, you won't have. That, I'm serious. Yeah. You won't have any clothes. Do, do people not? Do, do you yeah. have any idea how much? How, like how many fossil fuels go into making the clothes that you're wearing that are on your back? Polyester, cotton. I mean, well, yeah, the the process to, to yeah the process to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you have to do all this stuff comes at the cost of fossil fuels, burning fossil fuels, all of it, and then the shipping to get it to you. They don't use wind and solar to get you that shirt that you bought at uh, at Walmart for four ninety five. And you you uh, even even after these and. Oh, we go wind and solar and yeah, we're going to be so you're not going to have those anymore. It's not just that it's going to be in short supply. It's not going to exist. You just can't manufacture it. You can't meet the demand for the amount of electricity you're going to need to to help process that too. And then on top of that, the 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 parts that uh, you use fossil fuels for. So, for example, the combines just to pick the cotton, you know, to process the cotton. What are you going to do there? The amount of electricity you're going to have to have to power those machines is immense. The amount of solar panels, uh, solar panels to run one of those things was something like two football fields to, to run one of those. One combine. So officer. yeah, one one combine. Um, yeah, it's it's not happening. So the, that aside, like just that's just from the climate change part of it. This is this has we're, we're not even including the you'll own nothing. If you want to include the you'll own nothing. You literally own nothing. Nothing means nothing, right? It, it, it's not, we're not being metaphorical when we say nothing. Literally nothing you will own, All including products yourself. Services. All products or services. Well, you, you won't own yourself either, because if they come out and say you, you need another vaccine, you're going to have to go get another, you, you have no autonomy in that sense. Um, you want to retain your job, your social uh, credit score, whatever, you have to do what they say. Uh, you, you, you don't own yourself anymore. You are a part of the infrastructure. Well, people are infrastructure, according to Nancy Pelosi. You remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk New Jersey. Republican Jack Ciotarelli. Uh, that's the best I'm going to be able to do with that. Is it Ciotarelli? Is that, is that what it looks like to you? Jack Ciotarelli? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. He refuses like to, that. yeah, he refuses to concede New Jersey gubernatorial race. You know, I, I like what this guy's doing because it sounds exactly like what you were saying. It sounds like he's actually flipped this back on them. Uh, he, New Jersey Republican gubernatorial candidate Jack uh, Ciotarelli says that he's refusing to concede defeat uh, in the election, despite calls from the media declaring the incumbent uh, Democratic governor, Phil Murphy, the winner. Uh, this is a quote from uh, this is a this is Ciotarelli on his Twitter on Thursday. He said the governor's victory speech last night was premature. 
No one should be declaring victory or conceding the election until every legal vote is counted. Uh, yeah, just as um, this is um, obviously meant as a joke because if, you know, they, they happen to hear this, uh, uh, you know, you know I, I don't want any offense or, you know, uh, I don't want any cement shoes or any of those kind of things. But uh, uh, <laughs> what are you saying, Bruce? What are you trying to say? New Jersey, uh, Italian, Ciatarelli, nice uh -huh. suit. Uh-huh. Looks like he came from the set of The Godfather. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of election fortification going on here. Just saying. Well, uh, here, here's, uh, yeah, here, here's the thing, okay? Th there's less than one percentage point between the two. So the media came out and said, oh, yeah, uh, Murphy, he's got it. Well, when uh, when Youngkin was, was it like eight points ahead of McAuliffe in Virginia? Oh, it was too uh -huh. close to call. It was too close to too call. Too close to call. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was too close to call. But when Murphy has it, oh no, it's he's he's got it locked up. It's it's a done deal. He's he's the winner. Ciotarelli argued that 2.4 million ballots were counted, and that there are still tens of thousands of vote by mail and provisional ballots yet to be counted. Uh, the process to count the remaining ballots could drag on for weeks. Oh, where have we heard that before? Could drag on for weeks. <laughs> With ballots arriving by November 8th still eligible to be counted, uh, the GOP candidate could also call for a recount under which New Jersey law he would have to request that within 17 days. Uh, if there is no reason to believe that an error has been made in counting the votes before the, uh, been made in counting the votes of that election. Uh, he says, I don't want people falling victim to wild conspiracy theories or online rumors. While consideration is paid to any and all credible reports, please don't believe everything you see or read online. You know what? You, you mentioned there about jerseys, Italian guy, Ciotarelli, nice suit and everything. You know what? Is it a play? And I, you know what? I, I'm not I'm not saying anything about it, but is it a play to to rebound back on the small business guy? Because let's be honest, if if he is, and you know, I, I hate to even be and I'm not I'm not accusing it. It's just it's a stereotype. It's a fun joke. It's, it's a fun yeah. joke and it's a stereotype. Yeah. But he sounds like a small business guy. He seems he seems like he's a supporter of a small of small business. His, and Bruce okay, knows exactly I, I where had I'm to look going at, with this. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let me let me just bring this up real quick because I just found this out I, looking at it. Okay. His grandparents immigrated to the US from Italy in the early 1900s. So uh -huh. kind of fits the 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 timeline of our Well, to be fair, segment here. To be fair, we have a very large section of our population in the northeast part of the United States that come from the old country. Yeah, they, they come from the old country. To be honest, this is this is the God's honest truth. I don't have Italian heritage. However, I have European heritage. And when they came over, they had to stay at Ellis Island. Therefore, Ellis Island, where is it? That's in New York. And of course, they went on to other parts of the country. But yeah, that's that's another story, I guess. But a lot of times, families that would come across during that time, they would just settle there. Why not? Right? It was a big city, and it uh, had a lot of opportunity, and you could start a small business, and you could live in a great community with other people that and other families that came over from the community. Why do you think they call it Little Italy in New York? Why do you think they call it that? That's where a lot of Italian immigrants decided to stay, and they built up their own communities there, and they built up small businesses to, um, uh, to s provide a service to the community. And as a result, they protected the neighborhood and they made sure that um, there was not any funny business, you know, not not a lot of street crime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the, see, back uh, in the day, the motto, uh -huh. the motto from the uh -huh. town he's from a friendly town of friendly people. I believe that. I actually I, mm -hmm. I really do believe that a friendly town with yeah. friendly people. I believe that. I mean, mm -hmm. and let, let's just let, let's just look at this from a, a standpoint of logic. OK, 1950s New York. All right. 1950s New York. And of course, I know he's from Jersey, but it's just right across the river. 1950s New York. You go down through the neighborhoods of Little Italy in the 1950s. You had less crime back then than you do now. Why? Back then, you had wise guys that would hang out in doorways in the businesses that they ran. And they would make sure that there was no funny business going on because it was bad for business for crime to be happening. Street crime. They would provide a service to the community. As in, they would be running a business, whether that's a produce business or a meat and deli shop or a grocery store or a pizzeria or, or a restaurant or, or whatever, or a cafe or, or something. They would provide a service to the community. They would make sure that no crime would take place in that community because it would hurt their business. 
now that we've locked up all the mob guys, and I'm, I'm not saying that you excuse what they do behind the scenes. That's their, I mean, that, that's what goes on. I, you know, I, I don't want I don't know anything about that. I don't want to know anything about that. But look at the neighborhoods in New York back then and look at the neighborhoods in New York now and ask yourself, was it worse when they ran the businesses, the small businesses in the communities? Was it worse or is it worse now that they're not there? Just a question. So taking all of that into account, not saying that this gentleman is associated in any way with any no, that's any individuals like legit that. A, legit us joking. Yeah, it's just because a joke. of uh, it's yeah. just a joke. It's because because of the Hollywood Sopranos stuff stereotype. That's that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> just just looking at the guy and like I like I said, we know that a lot of Italian immigrants settled up there. A lot of Italian families settled up there, and that's just the way that it is. But you have to admit, it's kind of funny. But nonetheless, I like how he's playing it. He's he's playing the the exact same game that they played in the last general election. I, I like what he's doing. So uh, this um, uh, Citarelli, he it looks like he's a Republican, considered a moderate conservative. He backed Donald Trump. Uh, he backed things like Stop the Steal rallies. Right. So the thing is, he could be fortifying or he could be investigating a fortifying incident and is going to bring it to light. I mean, I mean, honestly, seriously, if he goes and fortifies his election, that means, or, or you know, the, the, the election for himself, here's the thing. It's going to require an audit. And in those audits, it's going to be revealed that the funny business was on both sides. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It could, it could be, but it could also be that an it audit- It could be legit though too. Yeah, it could be that an audit would reveal that maybe they were counting some votes that they shouldn't have been counting on the Murphy side. Because remember, 100% of those districts were reporting and then all of a sudden they said, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, only 86% of the, the, the district is reporting. So we have to go back and, and re-canvas and we have to go back and, and look at those votes again. Yeah. While we were correcting ballots, um, curing, as they call it, ballots that were uh, would have been thrown out otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I hope they go in and do an audit. I hope he really pushes this and goes for an audit. Do I legitimately, do I think... Joking aside, do I think he's fortifying the election? No. Do I think Murphy's side is fortifying the election? Yes, because that's. But the thing is, I want an audit either way. I don't care whether it's the Republican or the Democrat. I don't care who wins. Do an audit. I, I want that to be a standard from this mm -hmm. time forward. If we're going to retain this centralized government like this, we have to have audits every single time. Well, I don't care. Do, even if it's, you, <laughs> even if you're electing the janitor, you have to do an audit. I don't care. But you can't. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but you just kind of, you, you just kind of presented a little bit of a, of a double negative. You know that? How so? If we have audits, then we have no centralized government because it will show that they are not necessary. No, no. Wait, what? If the, we have audits, that, then what? If we have audits, the audits will show that they're stealing every election and therefore people don't vote for centralized government, at least a majority of the people. Right. Right. Yeah. But that was that was part of it. Like if you go in and do the audits, it's going it, to. It, yeah. Yes. So the, you the got what I was saying. Would, yeah, yeah. The two points yeah. would would. Yeah. So yes. it's like you're you're saying, well, if we're going to keep a centralized government, then we have to have audits. Well, if we have audits, then we don't have a centralized government because people voted out. So, yeah. yes. Yes. Same All right. Let's. Yeah. Let's let's end on a. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, this is breaking uh, the loudest chants coming from the streets of London tonight in front of Westminster, in front of the parliament, in Westminster, in front of the parliament, in Parliament Square. Are, uh, is it, are they, are they cheering on our favorite NASCAR driver? They are, they are, they're, they're oh, chanting, okay. they're chanting, yeah. uh, let's go Brandon. Yeah. For the, uh, for the, uh, the, the NASCAR, uh, the NASCAR driver there. By, because by the NASCAR way, is so I, popular I, in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. It, globally, it seems everybody's yeah. rooting for Brandon. <laughs> the Italians uh, really I'm, like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, the NASCAR driver that actually won that race that they were interviewing, whose uh -huh. name is legitimately Brandon, I think it was Brandon Brown, um, legitimately, he's on board with this. He likes this. Even though it's taking away uh -huh. from his uh, victory, he still is all for this. So okay, kid. it's not hurting him any. All right. Fair enough. He gets publicity out of the deal, too. So why not? Right. Why not? He he gets to tell his grandkids, uh, I won this race. And because I won this race, uh, this trend started around the world. <laughs> so he gets to be the right. catalyst for this cultural event. So right. 
Uh, you know, yeah, I had I would a, jump on board with it too. I had a buddy of mine ask last night. He said, "Let's go, Brandon?" Question <laughs> mark. And I said, "You can't be serious." And a couple other, you know, group chat. A couple other guys are like, "Dude, where you been? Where, where have you been?" Like he'd never heard of it until he started seeing it everywhere. And he's like, "What is all this about?" And then I sent him the video, and now he gets it. How I, I get hmm. I guess if you're not involved in like social media or oh, he's very involved in or, social media. Oh, he's very involved in social media. But is it is it an echo chamber? Uh, yes, because he is the one that said just go and get the vaccine and stop complaining about yeah. it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he yeah, that's understandable. That, but even still, I'm surprised nobody like it, it, I don't know, man. It seems so like even in our own echo chambers. We still see what's going on outside of our echo chamber. So I don't maybe 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 because we do the podcast and we look at the left's news. Maybe that's why we're that's just it. We, uh, we have to look at know. the other side and it's as painful as it is. Yeah. Like when we were playing those clips of uh, what's her name? Joy Reid the other night. I mean, that was just that yes. was <laughs> god awful to watch. Lots of duct tape because was used. Like I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching that. I mean, you heard me saying and co- commenting when the clip was being played. I'm like, "Are you serious? What is this? What, like, what is this? This is terrible. This is a tragedy. What's actually happening? That's no word of a lie. That is no word of a lie. That's disgusting. That kind of talk. That kind of talk. Hell, even 20 years ago would not have been tolerated. That woman would have been thrown off the network by the end of the night. By the end of the night, 20 years ago, if that would have been going on." As little as 20 years ago, not to mention back in the 80s or back in the uh, the 70s or the 60s or the 50s. Just for that kind of talk, anybody who would have talked like that on a mainstream network across the United States would have been thrown off. The public wouldn't have stood for it. There's no reason why we should now. All right, let's end on a um, on a funny one. Joe Biden's administration, I'm not going to say him because he doesn't know where he is. His administration is proposing that we give $450,000 to every illegal immigrant in the United States. 400 Are you kidding me? $450,000. Yeah, and do you know why? No, I don't know why. I've just been hearing $450,000. Yeah, it's for the emotional damage they took for being oh, locked up and separated from yeah, their kids. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. that all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, out of curiosity, uh you you legal immigrants that came here um, and you may have had a family and you were separated from for, you know, that whole process of coming here and getting established before you brought your family over. How does that make you feel that the illegals are coming over here illegally uh, and being treated better than you were when you came here legally and to get your legal citizenship cost you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, depending on the time period you came here. Uh, And then they're coming here and they're wanting to give them amnesty. They're wanting to to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, They're shipping them straight into the middle of the country uh, by plane, by bus, whatever. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I'm I'm pretty enraged by it. Um, But I, I, I can only imagine how enthusiastic our legal immigrants feel about this 450 grand i mean yeah i'd be a little happy yeah if the government said you were going to give me four hundred fifty thousand dollars, it would be stolen from someone else quite frankly i think that that's 110 percent illegal but you know who am i but senator ted cruz has a solution to this problem if you're going to give every illegal immigrant four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, he has a better solution don't give him four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. instead Instead, let's give each one of them an exclusive, authentic, signed Hunter Biden painting. I mean, they're worth 500000 each one of them. So why not? Quite frankly, you're making 50000 more than what you would be given anyway. So what are you yeah. complaining about? I mean, they're in, they're in high demand. They, they mm-hmm. seem to be, you know, because he's, he's, he's bigger than Picasso. So why don't we just give everybody a Hunter Biden painting? Yeah. You should have no trouble should, selling uh, it. Should have no trouble selling it. I mean, if it's going for that price, man, any art collector would be willing to jump on board. Even even if you drop the price to four fifty, I mean, that would you know. Uh, even if you did no, the same you could price start thing, at five hundred and then just negotiate down yeah, from there. True, but don't true. go any lower than four fifty, and you're going to get paid either right, way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to make bank either way. That yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great solution. Um, there's no chance at all that um those. Uh, art pieces aren't in demand and that they're not worth like 
five bucks. There's no chance of that. Well, I don't know, Bruce. I think you have to you have to email his manager. Uh, his name is uh, George Bouget, uh up in Soho. He runs a gallery up there in Soho, New York. <laughs> you have to send him an email. And yeah. Find out and if you can get any, uh, any dealings. Yeah. Well, attend. Mm. But then you have to see if you can get any dealings with the artist exclusively. Yeah. And then um, on top of that, uh, critics that tried to get in there weren't able to get in there. We actually, we played one, didn't we? Of, uh, we did, yeah. New York Post uh, Critic. Tucker yeah. Carlson had yeah. Yeah, yeah, New York Post Critic on. Yeah. She was unable to get in. So, I mean, you know, that that's how exclusive it is. If, it, if it's that exclusive, man, you should be able to sell those like candy. I mean, it, no it should problem. just no lie problem. off the shelves, course, if you will. If yeah. you have, I mean, that, that would be a lot of, uh, that'd be a lot of paintings because if we have, uh, what, what have they been saying since the nineties? If we have, uh, 10 million illegals, uh, they've been saying that since the nineties, uh, apparently that number's never changed. Uh, if we have 10 million, I mean, that would be 10, mi- just going off of that number, which is complete, complete nonsense. I I'm saying it's upwards of maybe 30 to 50. That's, that's my guess. Even, even if it was just the 10 million that they keep quoting this year alone, we've increased that by another 10%. Oh yeah. Yeah. But ten, just going off the low ball number there, which is which is not correct. But ten million paintings. I don't think there's ten million Picassos out there, are there? Uh, no, no, no. There, there's no. So not I mean, that many out there. It, it really the, the senators, the astute senators' argument here really wouldn't go very far because economics and marketing one hundred and one. The more of a product you have on the market, the less it's actually worth. Yeah. Yeah, if if if, if supply is really high and demand's low, obviously it's not going to be worth very much. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you would you would be meeting the demand with the high supply, and the supply would keep going up, and the demand would go down. So yeah, it would it was lo- yeah. lose price over time. Yeah, but um, uh, still, I I don't even think it's worth the 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 cost of of um, assuming it's an oil painting. I don't uh, I don't think it's worth the 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 canvas and the the oil that um. Uh, he used to to paint that um, painting. You know, I was actually I was listening to somebody one time who's um, he's an art appraiser. So he he goes and you know people that buy these pieces, he'll go and appraise it to find out how much it's actually worth. And one of the things uh, this has been a couple of years ago, I was listening to listening to him talk about this. One of the things that they're actually seeing a lot of in the uh, the art community is uh, how did he put it? Uh, counterfeit, uh, authentic counterfeits. If that if that sounds right, authentic counterfeits. I, I could be I could be botching the term. It was another term that he used, but I can't remember what it was at the time. It's been too long ago. But what they'll do is the, a lot of these these uh, con artists, you know, fakers. Uh, what do they call them? Uh, people that just you know rip off the you know the art. What they'll do is they will, and they'll be they'll be good fakes. They're very convincing. So much so that it's it's actually this. They will get the aged canvas. They'll they'll get an aged blank canvas. And then they'll go and they'll buy some other painting from that era that they're trying to duplicate. And they will take the oil off of that canvas that they bought, repurpose it, repaint the painting of, say, like, uh, I don't know, a Vincent van Gogh or something, and then sell it as an authentic. So when you go through and you test it, the canvas is authentic from the period and the paints are authentic from the period, but it's a fake. And they're fetching top dollar. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, to be fair, to uh, this Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden painting, um, say that ten times fast. I I, I would legitimately uh, buy one of those uh, for I fiber. Would, I I would too. For, I, I would for buy the historical it. reference. I would. I, mean, I would even uh, honestly, and th- this is no word of a lie. I would go as high as probably fifty bucks, and I'm not joking. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm yeah. not joking. I, 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 I would I do that. Yeah. I would drop 50 on a hunt, an authentic Hunter Biden piece right now without even thinking, yeah. without even thinking. Yeah. Agreed. I, I would do it as well. Um, it is it is a monument, a a marker in history as to events that happened. And that, that, that would be a, a a historical piece that you could use to as a teaching example. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I would I would care for that piece. I, I'm serious. I, I would I would frame it up and it would be hanging uh, in my home and I would make reference to it. I, I really would. I, and I would appreciate it. Uh, and that's not it would that's be a not, conversation piece. Agreed. It would be. Yeah. And you know what? And I would legitimately appreciate that piece. I would. I have to agree. Uh, I, I, absolutely. Mm-hmm. People not probably the way think that being, he would want it. But yeah, not sure. not the appreciation uh, you're talking about. But I, I would appreciate right. yeah. the point that you made. I would appreciate it on that fact more than. Exactly. 
and it the, would be uh, it would be well maintained because yes, I, I want to get my yes. fifty dollars out of it, so <laughs> it would be well maintained and taken care yes. of. So yes. Anyway, um, it, honestly, now I now I want one. <laughs> you know, now I want one. You're telling me I can't get a Hunter Biden piece for fifty bucks? Come on, come on. I have to pay seventy five or five hundred. Give me a break. Give me a break. I'd pay fifty. I, I would. I, I would want. I, I would have to have it tested and and go through the proper like sealing procedures and everything just in case there was any kind of like remnants of cocaine or any of those kind of things true. left on there just, yeah, true. Well, just as you have caution. to burn all your cash then to be honest i know but I, it was a joke yeah. to be honest with you uh i would i would not purchase one of those pieces because any of them look like they can be easily duplicated i would not purchase one of those pieces unless i went to that decrepit neighborhood in soho new york and i went to the gallery and i could actually speak with the artist himself and get him to sign it on the spot, and I could walk out the front door yeah. with the piece. That is the only way that I would buy it. And that would be a legitimate buy. It would be a legitimate buy. Unfortunately, these, these ones are not exactly... They're not exactly buying it for the art. No. Let's be honest. Not for the art. No. And you know damn well, as soon as you give that that uh, that smoke count 50, he's going to go out and smoke it off. <laughs> you know damn well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. We're going to have to go. So... <laughs> We can call this one done. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. If you're listening to us on Monday, have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow.